This is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions based podcast diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 26 is brought to us by Blueberry Markets. I need you to do three things. One, do not be from the United States. Can you do that? Okay, good. Number two, click the link down below in the show notes. That will take you to the blog that will give you all of the updated information you need on Blueberry Markets. And then number three, because I know you're going to like what you see, click the link at the bottom of that blog. And what that's going to do is when you sign up, you will get a cashback bonus and you will get your own personal customer service rep. And if something ever goes wrong, and no matter which platform you're on, it always does at some point, you call up your guy and you get it solved right away. This to me is worth more than any other feature a broker platform can offer you. And if you are from the United States, that's okay. I got something for you too down below in the show notes. Make sure you click that link instead. It is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast. And uh, a quick confession, you know, I talked about, you know, since we've been talking about the metaverse, talking about MMORPGs because they were the kind of the early precursor to the most recent iterations of the metaverse we see right now. And I was actually involved in one. Um, by involved, I mean I played it. Um, but I did limit myself to one hour a day. And I didn't play it every day. Um, and if, if I was on a quest, I would let it go a little bit long till the quest was done. But you get the idea. You know, I'm very busy. I'm a trader and an investor. And I have all my media. And I own three businesses. Unlike a lot of gamers, I actually got shit to do. So I limited myself. But this being said, and I'm not going to mention the name of the game. It's not one of the top tier ones. It's kind of that next tier down. But even as seldom as I played compared to most people on there, I was able to rack up so much money to where I pretty much had everything I could ever want to buy, plus like $10 million or gold or whatever the currency was on there. Uh, and I thought that was common, but it wasn't. Uh, it was actually very uncommon. You know, I would be on the chat with people who admitted they play the game like eight hours a day and they've been doing it since the inception of the game. And most of them didn't have a lot of money. You saw a lot of people on there begging for money you know, so they could get the new skin or the new weapon or whatever it was. And here I am sitting there with $10 million and literally nowhere to spend it. So how did this happen? How did I break the game? Well, I didn't do anything special. It just turned out I was one of the only people in the entire ecosphere of the game that knew anything about money and knew a little something about business. And for the record, I'm not this great business person. You know, I've had about four or five fail in my life. And right now I have three. One of them's brand new. You know, the other one's doing okay. And one of them's doing pretty well. Uh, so in the money world, I'm certainly probably top tier in terms of what I know. But in the business world, I'm probably average. And I had reached such a level on there that I had almost everybody in there calling bullshit uh, that I actually didn't have what I have until I had to prove it to them. And all I really did was find efficient ways to make money in the short amount of time I had, took the money I made, and reinvested it into better ways of making money. You know, it was nothing groundbreaking. Now, I don't know what your business acumen is, but I know that simply by listening to this podcast, and especially the YouTube channel, you guys are already pretty top tier in terms of what you know in terms of money. So when you hop onto a platform like this, 
or I don't know, let's say the next platforms to come like the metaverse, if you wanted to, you could do some serious damage because your competition knows nothing. Now, in the previous episodes, we've been talking about ways you can simply sit back and do nothing but invest in all things metaverse going forward. But today, we're going to talk about the type of money you can make on the metaverse itself. Because even right now in the early stages, there are so many different ways you can do that that don't just involve investing in it. And for some reason, nobody is talking about this yet, which means we get the chance to get there first. Maybe not first first, but like super, super early. Now, you remember me talking, I think it was last episode, about the, uh, the saying, pioneers get slaughtered, settlers prosper. This is generally true. But here's what they don't tell you about the pioneers. A lot of times those pioneers get bought out, sometimes for millions of dollars. And they learned so much in the process that they take those millions of dollars and simply pivot and go do something else with it. Something else maybe they could not have done without having that millions of dollars startup capital. You know, so really everybody wins. So let's go over some of the ways we can do that. Uh, but first, you guys who follow me on Twitter probably saw what I posted this week. Um, there was, and that's not really a meme, no, but it was four separate pictures. It was Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Warren Buffett, and uh, Jeff Bezos. And it showed how these four were not really self-made. I don't know if people thought they were self-made or if that was even going around, but it uh, turns out they weren't. You know, they had seed money or they raised the money or the family had money, something like that. And I tweeted, only losers will like this picture because it's true. And let me tell you why. And I need to open with this. Now, if you ever really want to see my American capitalist fangs come out, you know, get me talking about business and put a few drinks in me first. But I'm, I'm going to do the best to hold back here because I don't want to get myself uh, in, in trouble with my overlords. Uh, but let me kind of draw it out like this. So people out there, you know, especially when I was back in Vegas, they knew that I had businesses and they would often hit me up for business advice because they had an idea and they wanted to get started. And they would later get mad because I told them I was not going to give them any. I would say, look, get started, put everything in place, get things in motion, get a few sales going, make a few contacts, then come talk to me because I'll talk to you then. Because for every one of those people, there is probably 7,000 people who think they have a really good idea and then end up doing fuck all with it. And the real reason they're asking me is because they see these barriers in their way and they want me to help them maybe you know, lower one of those barriers or feel better about it or whatever the case is, some way to get around those barriers so they can get started. Because at the end of the day, they want the path of least resistance. You know, what they don't understand is that's not the way it goes in real life. There are always barriers, whether it's lack of knowledge, lack of money, lack of know-how, whatever the case is. And you just have to run yourself right through those barriers and get yourself bloody. Because at the end of the day, it's the only way to make it to the other side. But most people will never do that. You know, so for example, what's the difference between me and almost all of them? Really comes down to one thing 
excuses. I don't make them, and people like that sit around making them all the time. That's why I hate that picture so much, because it enables excuse makers to say, hey, look, I can't be great because I don't have that kind of startup money. Well, for one, who wants to be a multi-multi-billionaire with a target on your back all day? You know, why are we aiming for that? I understand dream big and aim high, but Jesus, you know, because you can't be Jeff Bezos, you know, it's not worth doing. It's not worth starting. You know, all of those people in the picture, despite where they started, still work 50 times harder than you do. You know, maybe Buffett works like 20 times harder, but you get the idea. And now if you don't like them as people or what they have become, that's a completely different thing. We're not talking about that. You know, one thing you can't deny is they worked to get to where they are. I mean, excuse makers just turn my stomach because I'd been around them for so long. Yeah, and these are smart and normally ambitious people. Um, but I pretty much know what most of them are doing right now. And it's not what they want to be doing. So look, I will give one piece of blanket advice to people who are interested in starting a business but haven't done it yet. It, you've heard me say this before, four magic words. Just do it anyway. The world is not going to end if you fail you know, nobody else cares about your reputation except for you. And no matter what you do, just understand you're probably going to fail a lot. So just get going now. All right, end rant. Uh, for those of you who don't like it when I take a long time before I get into what I'm really going to talk about, that's too bad. I make no apologies. I think some of this stuff is very important because it's a psychology thing. I'm about to give you some really good ideas you can do right now. And I also know most of you hate your jobs. But I also know that very few of you are ever going to pull the trigger. So it's got to be said. So let's start with coders. I know there are a lot of you who listen to this podcast. And so the languages that you need for the metaverse, um, from what I understand, are not the easiest ones to learn. But if this really is going to be the future, you know, you've learned other languages before. Some have been harder than others. Um, but what I do know is there's only about five or six companies around the world that are even doing anything when it comes to building on the metaverse. And they are overwhelmed. Now, being able to code an NFT, from what I understand, is not that hard. But being able to code a, a wearable or an, a functioning office building is a whole other skill set altogether. Yeah, and there's just not a lot of people who can do that right now. So if you can figure out that part of the game... This appears to be the skill the metaverse needs right now. You know, you could possibly get on board with some of these places or one of the newer startups, and then maybe even over time, break off and start your own agency. You know, it kind of sounds crazy, but again, the people who get started on this early are going to reap the benefits. And you can really secure your future and give yourself many, many options down the road if you can get this part figured out. Remember, like I said before, it's like 2018, Fortnite skins were the number one requested uh, Christmas gift for people. And now you have things like wearables and emotes, you know, same of the things you had before, but now for the metaverse, when you just don't have gamers coming into the space, you have everybody who wants to come into the space and you know how to code a particular dance move, for example. You know, I'm not sitting here talking about what I know because I can't code, but I do understand demand. And I do understand learning skills that can preserve your wealth over time and your survival over time. And if you want to get ahead of the pack here quick, as a coder, now's your time. 
All right, so away from coding now, and something for the rest of us mere mortals. Even right now, um, there are some really good opportunities I think you can start utilizing immediately. And even if you don't have you know, a lot of clients or a lot of business right now, it doesn't matter. Getting yourself set up as a name in the space and gaining experience while it's still kind of slow is invaluable. For example, there are probably people right now hearing about this metaverse that want in but have no idea how to do it. If only somebody was around to help them hold their hand and walk them through the process to get a MetaMask wallet set up, to get their avatar set up, to understand the lay of the land and how things work. You know, there are already tutorials for this, but at the end of the day, and I can say this with confidence because I run a very large Forex YouTube channel, they would much rather somebody just hold their hand and walk them through the entire process or just simply do it for them. Now, there might not be a whole lot of grandmas that want on right now, but as soon as their grandkids get on, their grandkids that live thousands of miles away get onto the metaverse, they're going to be a lot more interested. And do you think grandma really understands the tutorials out there? You know, she can barely figure out Facebook. And there's so many different things you can teach people how to do. And there are several different metaverses out there right now, and some are being built. And this just expands your opportunities even more. And this is a business you could scale over time. Now, like, again, this is just one idea. I've already come up with like 12 off the top of my head. I'm sure you can come up with a few. Uh, another one, for example, is you heard me talking last week about how I would love to rent my land out to other people. Uh, there's currently no way I can do that. Now, you're going to find a lot of things you can do in the real world that you can also transfer over to the metaverse. Like, I don't know, like a property manager or just any kind of middleman that can hook up people who want to rent their land with people who want to rent land and just take a commission every time a transaction goes down. We currently don't have that. And if you've ever been to Decentraland, you will see most people who own land don't have anything on it. And I'm sure if you gave them the chance to earn passive income or not earn passive income on that land, they would choose the former. Uh, but VP, what if OpenSea allows you to do this down the road? It doesn't matter. Here you come with the excuses again. If you set up a business, broker a couple deals, and then all of a sudden OpenSea just allows you to do it right there on their platform, so what? Charge less. Or take the five or six sales that you made, put it into your business, and now instead of having a business with no capital in it, you have a business with some capital in it, which can do a lot more things than a business with no capital in it. And now you can pivot into something else. And with running a business comes experience. So you're probably going to learn a lot of different directions you could have gone in this process. And now you can do something about it. You know, the only way you can lose is if you don't start. And now some of these ideas don't have to be on the metaverse themselves. Think back. You know, we talked about how this has a decent chance of becoming the next social media or the next internet. What are some things you could have done back then that could have made you a lot of money, but you weren't around back then or didn't have money back then and never had the chance to do it? Well, you're getting that chance now. And so many people don't realize this yet. So something like domain name parking. I had a friend back in Vegas. He was like Chandler Bing. Like we had no idea what this guy did and he would never tell us. He was super cagey about it. Come to find out he just sold domain names 
and he probably sold about 40 or 50 in his day, and three or four of them ended up making all the money. Now he lives in a nice big house in Utah with his wife and kids. And really during his day, dot-com was the only really good option out there. But now we have a couple others that are also quite viable. You know, dot-us, dot-net, really nobody wants those. But dot-io, out of nowhere, has become a very viable option, especially for the blockchain. IO stands for Indian Ocean. And if you have some things swirling around in your head, metaverse-related when it comes to web addresses, and .com's not there, check out .io. We also now have .eth. Now, I don't know how big that's going to be in the future, but there's certainly potential there. And I'll bet you a lot of people who do domain parking don't even really know it exists. So if you have a really good idea and .com and .io were taken, check out .eth. If we migrate that way over time, when it comes to suffixes, and .com and .io get left out in the dust, you know, the people with the .eth domains are going to be laughing all the way to the bank. So again, these are just three ideas out of probably the dozen I came up with in the span of like a week. I'm sure you can come up with some. Some of you have probably already come up with some as you've been listening to this, and those juices are flowing, and that inspiration is coming. But even if there hasn't been anything, that's fine. Let me tell you what you need to do next. Because again, as new as this stuff is, nobody's talking about this side of it. But there are so many different opportunities out there, even right now, that are not getting utilized. And even if you suck ass at it, if you're first, you have an advantage. The first people on social media did pretty well. You know, they didn't go down in history, but they made a lot of money and they got bought out. And a lot of those people went on to do better things. So don't worry about any of that stuff. Right now, because you can do it so cheaply nowadays, set up a business. Get incorporated. Get a cheap website. And if you simply do that, you are so far ahead of the game. Because most of your competition now and most of your future competition does not have that. And then the next thing you need to do if you haven't done it already, set up a MetaMask wallet and get inside these metaverses and walk around. Get good at them. It doesn't take that long. And then go walk around and see where the opportunities are. You're bound to find some. Then write it down or put it on a spreadsheet that's stored on the cloud so you never forget it. And then take a chance. You can do all of this so cheaply because you're not doing it in the real world. <laughs> I mean, I understand most of you could not start a property manager business right now out of thin air in the real world, but you could on the metaverse. I would have a real hard time finding a domain name that I could flip for good money in the real world. But a few days ago, I just scooped up about five or six really good metaverse ones, and they were all under $10. Again, if this turns out to be what the majority of us think it could turn out to be, Business-wise, you probably will not have another opportunity like this for a very, very long time. Put your stupid doubts aside and get started. Become good at the metaverse. Become top 0.001% in terms of knowledge and know-how about the metaverse. And then leverage it. The worst-case scenario is that you fail cheaply 
and in doing so, gained a ton more knowledge when it comes to business in general, uh, but how the metaverse works too, which is going to make you stronger when you try it again in the future. All of my failures were a blessing. Your competition is going to flood into this thing eventually. You have a rare opportunity to beat them to the punch. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, my probably, in my opinion, my best idea when it comes to ways we can take advantage of the metaverse, I haven't even told you about yet, and that is going to be its own episode. That is going to be part four of our ever-expanding series on the metaverse here on the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. It will not be the next episode. We need to break this up a little bit. But my best idea, I think, is such a good idea, it's going to need its own episode. Um, And on that note, would you do me a favor too? If you have any really good ideas for metaverse businesses, keep them to yourself for right now. Do not put them in the YouTube comment section if you're listening to this on YouTube. And I'll even take it a step further. If I see one, I'll probably delete it. And why are you sharing it anyway? Keep it to yourself. Now, if you have a great idea and you want to share it with your friends and family over the holidays, Good luck with that. You know, telling somebody you're going to start a business on a virtual platform that doesn't fully exist yet, they are going to think you're crazy, and probably rightfully so, but I won't think you're crazy. I think you're just early. 